So we're continuing in our series entitled Making Life Work as we journey through some of the Proverbs and some of the Gospel readings. Um, Today the topic is on speaking truth. Speaking truth. And so we'll look a little bit about what what it means to speak truth. Um, Throughout the Bible we are called to this standard of truth. Called to speak the truth. To live the truth. To know the truth. Right? But sometimes we find ourselves struggling to speak truth. Sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it's a little difficult. Sometimes we, we wrestle with it. Uh, it, can cro- it can cause some discomfort. It can be a little high in cost. Sometimes it leaves us misunderstood or rejected even. Whatever the reasons, we often find ourselves failing to speak truth. But we're called to that. In John chapter 8, we're not going to read it, but I'm going to assign it as homework. You've got homework today. John chapter 8. Go home and read the entire chapter. Take you all of five minutes. Read John chapter 8 because in that chapter, Jesus talks about truth. Now, what you're going to find is Jesus is surrounded by a group of people who have just brought to him a woman caught in adultery. Now, if you don't remember, if you don't know, the penalty for adultery in the context of Jesus' time was death. And so they've got their rocks and they're ready to stone this woman. They're ready to put her out of her wretched misery. But at the same time, they're trying to trap Jesus. And they want to see what he's going to say about this. This rabbi, this teacher who's preaching love, who's preaching uh, preaching peace. What's he going to say about this sinful woman? And so they bring her before Jesus and they tell him what's going on and And Jesus kind of just kneels down and starts to write something in the dirt. We don't know what he writes. He writes something. Finally he looks up. He says those words that just captivate us. He says, okay. Let ye who is without sin cast the first stone. You who have not sinned can take your rock and throw it. It penetrates the hearts of those that are gathered around. They drop their rocks and walk off. And all that's left is the woman. And Jesus looks up at her and says, where are your accusers? And she says, there are none. And he says, I accuse you not either. 
go and sin no more. Now, Michael Card, I don't know if you know who Michael Card is. He's a singer, contemporary Christian singer back from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Has a song called Forgiving Eyes. That's another part of your homework. Go home, go to YouTube, listen to Forgiving Eyes by Michael Card, right? So read John chapter 8, listen to Michael Card's Forgiving Eyes. It talks about how Jesus looked upon this woman with forgiving eyes. They captivated her. Jesus speaks truth in this moment. Those of you who have not sinned are free to throw the first stone. But if you have sinned, you might want to put that rock down. And then he speaks truth by forgiving this woman caught in adultery. And he continues to speak truth in this passage. And the next truth he speaks is, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Speaking truth into these people. And finally, finally, towards the end of this passage, he states, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus speaks truth to life, to power, to everyone. Now, sometimes the truth is hard to hear. Sometimes we struggle with it. Quick story to help illustrate this. I told you once before that, that at one point in my life, I was a licensed claims adjuster, right? And I settled total loss claims. Have you ever had a total loss claim automobile? If you haven't, praise God. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard because I can guarantee you for the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time, the value that the insurance company comes up with for your vehicle is not the same value that you think your car is worth. It's usually generally lower. Every once in a while we'd have somebody who would say, really, my car is worth that much? Great. Usually, what the heck is wrong with you? And they weren't saying heck. What is wrong with you? Anyway, I'm... I'm working for this insurance company, settling total loss claims, and it comes time for my annual review. And this is important because this is what my bonus is based on, right? What the percentage is going to be. And so I'm, I'm sitting with my manager, and, and he starts off, and he says, Robert, I want you to know right off the bat that if my wife were to have a total loss accident and had to file a claim, I would do everything in my power to get that claim assigned to you. And I'm like, like, wow, really, Jay? That's, wow, that's coming from you. That's a big compliment. He says, no, that's not a compliment. 
That's not a compliment. This is not good. I said, well, I don't understand. He says, if I want my claim assigned to you, it's because I know that you're going to overpay. (laughs) You're going to pay more than it's actually worth. And that's not good. And so I'm thinking, well, that that kind of sucks. That's not good. He says, you might want to think about doing something else in your life. And I was like, that's even worse. (laughs) And so immediately I go out and start looking for another job. I said, it's probably the insurance company. It's probably the culture around here. And I get a job within weeks at another insurance company doing the exact same thing. I said, okay, it's going to be better now. And so after my one-year review comes up, my new manager says, yeah, you're not really good at this. You might think about another line of work. That's not what I wanted to hear because I was making decent money. I was getting bonuses and I was like, I could really dig this. But they couldn't dig me because I was paying too much and I didn't know how to, how to fix that. It wasn't the news. It wasn't the truth that I wanted to hear, but it was the truth that I needed to hear. Right? It was the truth that I needed to hear because sometimes you need to hear the truth even when it's hard so that you can move forward, so that you can move on. Because from there, that's when I started to work. I realized, okay, I got to get out of this industry. I'm going to end up homeless. I need to, to find another line of work. And from there, I ended up at Methodist Healthcare Ministries running a parenting program for young dads who had had obstacles in their parenting. And I loved it. It was me. And one of the things that it did do for me, unintentionally that I knew, was it put me back in local churches. See, I had been a pastor and stepped out of it. And it put me back in local churches and it put me in contact with pastors again and it put me in contact with congregations. And there was this fire that started to build up. And it didn't take long for one of the pastors to say, hey, Robert, can you do me a favor? Can you preach for me this Sunday? I know that you were a licensed local pastor at one time and and I really need somebody to preach for me. And so I did. And I was reminded of what I loved about preaching, right? I was reminded about what God had called me to years before that I had said yes to and then walked away from. And from those invitations came the invitation to preach at Asbury. And I've shared that story with you before. But it took hearing the truth about my ability to be a total lost claims adjuster to realize that I needed to step into something different. Maybe step into something that God had called me to years ago. And so you fast forward to today. And because somebody was willing to speak truth to me, 
tell me, hey, dude, find another line of work. I get to be here with you. And in the different roles of a pastor, I get to speak truth to you. In my shepherding role, the pastoral care role, I get to speak truth to you when you're, when you're hurting, when you're struggling. I get to remind you of this truth. You are loved and you are cared for and you matter in the eyes of God because you're created in the image of God. God loves you. And because God loves you, I love you. I get to share that truth. In my priestly role that I'm going to take on in just a little bit, I get to share the truth of the sacraments with you. Right? Of baptism and get to tell you about God's prevenient, justifying, and sanctifying grace in baptism. And as we celebrate Holy Communion today, I get to tell you about the truth that Christ is present with us as we partake. And in my prophetic or preaching role, I get to tell you the truth as I preach or speak truth to power or speak truth to the powerless. Because someone was courageous enough to speak the truth to me. I get to do that. And so then that brings us to John 14, the passage for today. This is a passage that if, if you've gone to a United Methodist funeral, any funeral in, in, in essence, you a lot of times you're going to hear this passage. It's a promise that Jesus is making to people. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is making a promise. And so when someone makes you a promise, you have to decide whether you're going to believe the promise they're making, right? When we make a promise, we have to decide if we're going to keep it. So Jesus makes a promise in this passage. And so my question for you is, do you believe it? Do you believe that he's gone to prepare a place for us and that we will join him. Is Jesus telling us the truth? Verse 5, Thomas, Thomas is pretty honest, right? Thomas is like, I don't know. How can we know? What you're saying is true. How do we know if Jesus is speaking truth? Faith. Our faith tells us that Jesus is telling the truth. 
And then in verse 6, Jesus confirms that not only does he speak the truth, but he says that he is the truth. Not only does he speak the truth, he is the truth. So my question for each one of us today is simply this. Do you know Jesus? And do you believe Jesus? Because to know Jesus is to know the truth. And to believe Jesus is to follow Jesus is to live the truth. We are called, my friends, to speak the truth with our words and with our actions. Like the old camp song that we used to sing says, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. AJ's going, yeah, by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. So if you continue in my word, says the Lord, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Will we speak truth today? Will we know the truth? That's my prayer. Amen.